Oh shit. Welcome to What the Fuck, my weekly podcast by me, of course, Whitney, where I'll be delving into my own What the Fuck stories and life lessons and sharing them with you, motherfuckers, for a little bit of everyday relief, raw and unfiltered. Let's not fuck around. Let's get into it. What's up, party people? Welcome back to my next episode of What the Fuck podcast with me, your girl, Whitney. I actually have no idea why I just sang that, but you know what? I'm in the mood for a little bit of fun. And let me tell you why. Because if you've tuned in from episode one, you will remember that I mentioned how I lost my virginity and that, you know, I was quite the late bloomer. I was 22, going on 23, I used to be really big, so you know, everything men-wise came really late for me, right? This was 11 years ago, bear in mind. This is hot off the press, and I promise you, I can't even make this shit up. This literally happened to me yesterday. So you know, I'm bored, lying in bed last night, because I was still a little bit hungover from the night before, when I went out on a boozy brunch with my friends, and... I'm just flicking through my friend requests, you know, that I never really look at. This name pops up that's kind of familiar and I'm thinking, hmm, his name was, let's call him Cameron. This is not really his real name, but let's say it's Cameron and I'm like, Cameron, what the fuck? And then I look at the photo, man, this dude is the guy I lost my virginity to 11 years ago. So he had added me on Facebook and I didn't know how long it had sat there for And, you know, I don't know what, I was feeling a little bullshit yesterday, you know, a bit ballsy and shit. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to fucking accept his friend request and I'm going to talk to this motherfucker because I got some shit to say as a 33-year-old woman now. Because remember, I was 22 going on 23 when him and I had met. And this is probably... uh, Bear in mind, he's in New Zealand. I'm in Australia. There's a two-hour time difference. Um, This was about 10 p.m. my time. So midnight New Zealand time. And I hit him up with a text. Like, you know, usually I wouldn't be this bullshit. But I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I got nothing to lose. I'm working on my motherfucking self right now. I'm just going to put it out there. So I do. So it goes a little something like this. I'm literally getting my phone out to read it out to you guys. It says, and I text him a little something like this. I promise you I'm telling the truth. I am going to put this screenshot on my Instagram. Well, look who it is. The man that deflowered me. I sent that text to him on Messenger last night. Because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And then he hits me up straight away. He's like, how are you doing, darling? And I was like, I was just, I just couldn't get over it. Because I had just spoke about him, like a a guy that I was dating six years ago that used to be like head over heels in love with me, came back into my life like six weeks ago and now he's fucked off again. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in my life right now? Because all my exes are coming back in my life, sliding up in my motherfucking DMs at the same damn time. Just like Future said, on the floor, cooking dough at the same damn time. If you notice, I reference a lot of random rap lyrics throughout my podcast. But you know what? You're just going to have to get on board with it because this is how I roll. So then, all at the same damn time, they're all coming back into my life. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Seriously, Jesus. 
So then he starts heading me up. Bear in mind, back then I was living in New Zealand. I was, you know, just like fresh out of uni. I was working a shit job. I was living in the YMCA. Like, if you don't know what that is, the YMCA is like a halfway house, basically, because my parents used to live in the country and I didn't want to live in the country. So I, the only place I could afford was there. And then I ended up moving, uh, getting a share house with my friend. So that's how we met. We actually met at this bar in Ponsonby. If you're familiar with Auckland, New Zealand. So that was the, actually the Ponsonby Social Club. And this is how we met. I'm going to tell you the full story. So that you can get a gist of how this, this, went, this went down last night. We met, I was 22 going on 23. Remember, I had lost a lot of weight. So, and I was still really uncomfortable because I was still so so used to being like so fat that guys wouldn't look at me. New Zealand guys don't really have an appreciation for that curvy, that curvy girl. Maybe now they do because it's kind of more trendy to have a girl with curves and shit. But back then, best believe me, ain't no one was looking at my ass, even when I had lost weight. I was still too fat for their ugly asses. So I'm in Ponsonby Social Club. I had been at, with my friend at a party and she just lived down the road. So then I'm in there and I spot this guy. I've always had a thing for chocolate. They're just, I don't know, they just got swag about them. And I'm fucking absolutely hammered by this point. Chad, he's like, he come, he makes a beeline straight for me. And then we chat, and then by this time, like, you got to remember, I was almost 23 years old, right? All my friends had been fucking for years, and had been, like, probably onto their second or third boyfriends by this time. I hadn't even had my first fucking kiss. Like, I didn't even know how to fucking kiss a man, let alone fuck his ass. I was just over at this point. I was just sick of being left out with all my friends they'll talk about sex and like you know they just seemed so adult and I just felt so stupid so by this point I was like you know what I just want to get this shit over and done with I just want to lose my damn virginity and and be and be a fucking woman be like a grown woman and so then we he goes oh I want to come around and then we went to the back of the car park and we just like had a pass like we kissed and stuff anyways he took his I actually liked his friend his friend was hot his friend was fun as fucking hell for real and he was in a band called zozo if you're in new zealand you probably heard of them so i really liked his friend but his friend was like not feeling me this guy wasn't i was like oh anyways fast forward he grabs my number two days later he comes to pick me up with his friend and we go have drinks and stuff i am not physically attracted to this guy at all I just, I don't know what the hell I was thinking back then. Seriously, I wasn't attracted to him. I guess I was just liking the attention that I wasn't used to. Maybe that was it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to lose my damn virginity because I'm sick of being a fucking virgin. I'm living in the YMCA where all these bloody European tourists are coming in and out. It always stunk of fucking cheap ass food. It was nasty. And so I had this tiny single room and the bathroom was shared. The kitchen was shared. I remember I had had my lap band at this stage, so I couldn't eat shit, but I used to drink a lot. So that would keep me afloat. So he comes to my room and he, I tell him I'm a virgin. I only realized now that he didn't believe me at the time. The penny dropped for his ass last night, 11 years later. And now he's like, oh my God, I miss you. Anyways, I'll get to that later. I tell him I'm a virgin. Meanwhile, I had an infection 
in my stomach because remember going back a few episodes I had two infections when I had a lap band and one of them was oozing out of my stomach but I was so busy getting wasted that I and I didn't give a fuck about my body or myself at the time that I just didn't give shit I just put a bandage over it and just let let my stomach have a nice fat open wound so I'm losing my virginity in a YMCA single bedroom it stinks I have an open wound on my stomach and then this man says to me and I've already said this in my first episode he says to me you would be so beautiful if only if you were 20 kilos lighter he said that to me two minutes later we have sex I was like my first time I was scared it was hurt I didn't enjoy it at all and he's like oh he used to have these make these grunting noises I think he had like sinus issues so it was always like he'd go (coughs) (coughs) I remember he always had tissues with him I was just like so repulsed by this man so then that's basically how I lost my virginity in a YMCA room with an open wound on my stomach and turned out he didn't even fucking believe me that I was a virgin fast forward 11 years actually let's take it back a little bit According to our conversation last night, we saw each other for like a couple of months, maybe. Dated. I was never really invested and can't recall him ever being invested as well. So I moved in with my friend and then it kind of just fizzled out. Over the years, I kind of, I wasn't really looking for him at all because I actually didn't feel anything for him. Like there was no attraction, there was no emotion, there was no feelings. I basically just wanted to lose my virginity and say that I was having sex to my friends because they were having sex so that's basically it in a nutshell I did kind of get curious over the years like I remember maybe five years ago I tried to hunt for him on Facebook just really to stalk and see what he was up to and I couldn't really find him so then when I'm lying in bed last night and I'm clicking through and I see his face pop up and I recognized it immediately I was like (gasps) I just lost my shit I've had the same group of girlfriends from high school like we've been friends for legit 20 years so and we have the you know they're all got kids now most of them but we have you know we got that group chat going on the side and I hit them up straight away going you would never fucking guess who added me on Facebook the group chat went fucking off last night believe that so (laughs) I'm chatting back with him back and forth I was like wow it's just been such a long long time I said, you wouldn't believe how many times you've come up in conversations with my friends because I guess you're a bit infamous in our group for being the man that took my virginity. I am not even lying. Within 60 seconds, he calls me. And I'm just like, hey, like it was just, and I was just, his voice still sounded the same. And you know, when you haven't spoken to someone in so long, but it just, you just get that hit of familiarity. I'm like, whoa, like. He's making the sound sound effects. His voice hasn't changed and it just sounds so familiar yet so strange at the same time because it's it's been, oh, 10 years, sorry. 2009 is when. Wow, it's my 10-year anniversary of Papa Matt Cherry. Woohoo! I need to celebrate. So then we're chatting away and then it kind of drops. He's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, good. And he goes, I miss you. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, boy, stop. Then I started to realize why he was saying this. I said so you know I can't believe that I'm talking to the guy that deflowered me and he goes he said to me 
I never believed you. I said, what? I said, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, no, but it's not until you've repeated it now that I believe you. I said, so I said, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that all those years ago when I told you many times that I was a virgin when I met you and that you, that I was having, that when we had sex, it was my very first time ever that you didn't believe me. And he goes, no, I didn't believe you. And I was like, I could tell, you know, when someone's shocked, I could feel the, not just shock, but disbelief. And I could feel that he felt really guilty. That not just because he didn't believe me, but that maybe, I don't know, some guys think that, you know, if you're, when you're dealing with a virgin, that they're, you know, like some princess. Because he said to me, you know, if I had known, if I had believed you, or if I had known back then that you really were a virgin, I would have treated you like a princess. And when he said that to me, I was like, really, really, motherfucker? Like, but I was just thinking, like, why do, I don't know, why do guys have this, like, idea of, like this virginal princess but anyways so I said no I really was a virgin I said when I met you I hadn't slept with a man I was so innocent and naive I said but now don't you worry about that I've caught up I've had a lot of damn sex and so he was laughing he goes are you going to come visit me and I was just thinking oh and you know he started to go down that track of when you're going to come visit me I'll come visit you and I was thinking no like your fucking place in my life ended 10 years years ago, boo. And that's where it's motherfucking gonna stay. But nice to chat with him. He goes, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm like, absolutely not. I really just wanted to tell you. Sorry, that's the big thing I missed. And I was thinking, why did I accept it? Why was I feeling so bullshit to accept his friend request yesterday? First of all, why, why is he coming back in my life when I just mentioned him on my podcast? So now I'm like kind of fucking scared to what I say on the podcast because I feel like it's going to come back into my life. And then I thought about it and I said, you know what? Because I, I mentioned it in episode one. If you go back and listen, you will hear me say, that when I lost my virginity, the man I lost my virginity to said to me just before we had sex for my first time, if you would be so beautiful if you were 20 kilos smaller. Like I, it was, it was just ingrained in my mind. And it really, looking back like that one line he said to me 10 years ago, fucked me up for years I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong because looking back now, like it's your choice whether you let someone else's words fuck you up or not. But without knowing it, that stuck with me for so long and it really, it really fucked with my confidence. It really fucked with my, how I thought about myself. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to fucking tell his ass. I told him last night, I said to him, Cameron, remember his fake name's Cameron, just in case he ever listens to this, I said, Cameron, I want to remind you of something that you said to me 10 years ago, and I'm not sure if you realize the effect and the impact that those words you said to me had on my life in the last 10 years, and he goes, what was that? And I said, now that I realize you didn't even realize that I was... I was about to have sex for the first time. But just before we did, we sat on the bed and you looked at me and you said to me, you said to me, you would be so beautiful if you were 20 kilos lighter. 
Did you have any grasp of how damaging that one line that you said to me and what I got back was just silence? Tell that he was really taking it in and he did feel extreme guilt because I guess he's realized that he really was dealing with someone with a woman that was so innocent and I could feel his heart sink you know or like that he was really affected by what I had just said to him I said and he goes I'm really sorry I was drunk and I said that's not an excuse he goes I'm really sorry we were drinking that night and I said you had no right to say that to me and you have no idea of how long I carried that with me and how inadvertently it affected how I saw myself and what I tolerated with future men after you. I said, you were my first. And and I said, the funny thing is, I was like, I'm fucking 40 kilos heavier than I was then. And I was banging, man. I was 22, almost 23. I was at my motherfucking peak. Like, I was hot shit. Not that I'm not now. But I was fucking hot shit. I was at my skinniest. But I was at my most vulnerable because I hadn't even adjusted to my body at the time. I still saw myself as that, you know, 200 kilo, 440 pound chick. And then for someone, a man to come and say that to me and then take my body is fucking revolting. And I'm saying all this shit because I'm like, man, I'm th- I'm not, I said to him, Cameron, I'm not that. 22 year old girl that you met I'm a 33 year old fucking grown ass woman now and I want you to know the effects that that one line had on my life over the last 10 years and I just really I really felt him get fucked up over what he was hearing me say and I he see he just kept saying I'm really so sorry that I said it to you because I just I was drunk, we were drinking, and you know, I don't take that shit on board that he was drinking, because that's not a fucking excuse. He fully, he fully meant what he said. He said to me, I'm just, I'm so sorry that I said that to you. And I said, well, thank you. I accept your apology because I can let it go. Because thinking about it now, the fact that I even had brought it up in my first podcast episode, like not even two months ago, shows that... It still, it still affected me 10 years later in some way, in some shape or form because it's so vivid and it brings me, it makes me feel some type of way, you know, every time I think about it. And so when he said he would apologize to me last night, I was like, yeah, yeah, thank you, yes. But yeah, so basically that's what happened. It's all, I almost feel like I spoke this shit into existence because I had literally just mentioned him in episode one and then bam he comes out of fucking nowhere and then we ended up having this half an hour conversation I had to go because I could tell where it was going I'm not in the business of reliving my past like this I'm, I, I never had any feelings for him and I'm not interested in exploring anything with him you know moving forward but I felt like oh maybe Maybe we're just meant to catch up. And I was genuinely curious of like what he had, he actually sent, he ended ended up going back. He wasn't actually from New Zealand, going back to his home country for a few years and that he, you know, thought about me now and then. And and then he sent me this text. He said, I'm going to text it to you. I don't want to say it to you. And I was like, really? And then I realized why. 
Because he goes, you're still on my mind. I love having sex with you. Always. I will always remember you. Well, I'm sorry, motherfucker, but it's pretty fucking plain to see why you loved having sex with me. Because I had virgin pussy. That's why, mate. And guess what? The sex with you, even though it was my first time, it was still the worst fucking sex I ever had. The worst. So, guess what? I'm sorry, Cameron, but the feelings are not fucking reciprocated. And yes, I accept your apology. And yes, you're going back to being unfriended and blocked. So, on that note, the point of this, not just that it's a funny fucking, only this shit would happen to Whitney kind of thing, but it really brought home to me the fact that probably two big things the shit we carry for so long we we underestimate how much it affects us when I think about it now if someone said something like that to me now I wouldn't care because I'm more assured of myself you know I'm much more conscious of not taking other people's bullshit on personally We walk around a lot saying things out of our own insecurity. So if someone said to me, oh, you know, you'd be so beautiful if you lost 10 kilos, I'd be just like, you know what, go fuck yourself. And I'd keep it moving. But because I was so young and impressionable, I don't think he was malicious. I don't think he meant to make me feel shit about myself for the next 10 years. I don't think he meant to, he probably like it was a blip on his radar it was a passing comment in his mind he probably thought he was giving me a fucking compliment you're so you're basically saying you're so beautiful you just need to lose weight and I'm like first of all I know I'm fucking beautiful second of all he didn't it wasn't he had no ill intent towards me I feel but the fact that I took oh what how long would it, it would have taken him two three seconds to say that one sentence to me 10 years ago and I've carried it with me for 10 years and felt pain and felt anger and felt resentment and I've I can truly say that hearing that one line from him 10 years ago fucked me up with future guys because it made me question my my value men's eyes and I felt that if I wasn't sexually attractive I was worth less to a man as fucked as that kind of sounds so my takeaway my truth bomb from this one is that we really and I know for me consciously this year I'm making a conscious effort to not take on other people's bullshit on in my life I don't give a fuck like whatever you think whatever you say I don't care like you're entitled to feel or think that way I don't have to take it personally and add it on to my own shit you know So that's probably one big takeaway. But on the flip side, you know, we have to be a lot more conscious of how we talk to people, the energy we give towards people, because it was one tiny comment. It really was. That's all it was. It was one one tiny comment. And I fucking held on to it for 10 years and let it fuck me up and let it, you know, impact how I thought about myself with men in the future and who knows how else. I haven't even really given it much more thought and I don't need to because what's the point? The past is the past. I can't go back and undo it. But we just, I think it's just a reminder, definitely for me, especially for me, that, you know, I have the tendency, you know, when I get angry or when someone's hurt me, my natural reaction is to, uh, to get snappy. 
that's my instant defense mechanism, you know. So I think it's just reminded me to be a lot more conscious of the words that I say to people because, like, I would be all types of fucked up if someone came back to me in 10 years and said, do you know when you said this to me 10 years ago, it really impacted my life. It really affected how I saw myself. It really affected my future relationships with other women. Like, that would fuck me up that I did that to someone. Yeah, so that was just one crazy what the fuck moment. As per usual, only shit like this could happen to me. I can't make this shit up kind of moment that literally happened to me yesterday. And so from here, I'm going to watch what the fuck I say to people. I'm going to learn to calm my farm a little bit fucking more and be more conscious of the words I put out there because Lord help me if someone's coming back checking my ass in 10 years. You know, that's 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 not going to sit well on my conscience, you know. Biggest reminder for me to just keep doing what the fuck I'm doing. And man, anybody else's business, that's their fucking business. Whatever the fuck they say, like there's too many of us fucking out here taking on other people's bullshit, other people's opinions of our fucking life and taking it on as, us, as our own when that ain't fucking how this shit rolls. What someone else thinks of you or what someone else thinks of me is their fucking business. And we need to start getting better at filtering out the bullshit and the motherfucking white noise around us and being like, you know what, I know myself better than you, motherfucker. You know, we really got to get better at filtering out other people's bullshit and just being really self-assured in who the fuck we are. Because, you know what, ain't nobody got time for that. And on that note, peace out, homies. Until next time. And, you know, I'm always going to come through with the gems. See ya.